over the past times that we have been together, you don't remember what we've been talking about, do you? <laughs> we've been talking about Jesus. That's right. That's a good answer. No, we've been talking about how the seriousness, the realities of God, it's all real. This relationship that God wants to have with you is very real and very vital to your life. Amen? The past few times that we've got together, you know, we've talked about coming with an expectation and pressing in and just having an expectation to receive from God, right? You guys familiar with that? Yeah? Well, good, because that's what we're talking about tonight, because the title of my message is, What Do You Want? Oh, look at you, Daisy. Daisy wants Jesus. Amen. What do you want? That's not really what I expect you to say, but I love it. I love What do you want? Jesus! What? Who? What? Oh, there's another answer I heard in there. <laughs> yes. So what do you want, guys? We have to come to an understanding that with God and our pursuit of him and being in this relationship with him, we should have an expectation in our relationship with God. That he is who he says he is. So that if he is who he says he is, that means he can do what he says he can do. Amen? So when we come into an atmosphere, we come into a space, we should come ready to receive from this good God. Amen? When you pray to God, you should come ready to hear from your God. Amen? When you worship God, you should expect to feel close to your God. Amen? When you walk with God, expect to hear from him, expect to, to know him and begin to understand him. You need to come with an expectation that you will receive from him, amen? Over here in the book of Matthew, starting in uh, chapter seven, verse seven, out of the ESV, it says, and I've said this a lot, so you guys might be able to quote it now. We'll see, I don't, it is on the screen, so if you feel like you can quote it without, I'm just kidding. Anyway, all right, over here, verse seven, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who not seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open to you. For which one of you, if his son, sorry, asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how, I'm sniffy, guys, I'm so sorry. How, know how much to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give, give good things to those who ask him? I mean, most of you guys have parents and guardians in the room. You know, I, I imagine that you guys know what it's like to receive from a parent or a parental figure, correct? You know, when you need something, when you need some food or when you need some more toilet paper in your bathroom because you ran out and you're like, Mom, help! You know, you expect to receive when you put out a call, correct? Right? There's nothing like that last square just going and you're like, No! I'm here! Mom! Help! Am I wrong? Am I the only one? And when you put out a call to your mother or your father, a toilet paper roll comes rolling down the hallway. Which way? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the layout of your household. I'm not sure which way it's gonna. Actually, I do know the layout of your household. I've been to your house. If it was no, I didn't mean like it's a, a roll of open toilet paper to where like the roll is just going on. I'm just meant like it's gonna roll down the, the specifics, Ian. All right, it's not worth. We don't have to worry about the specifics. All I'm saying is that we should have that same expectation to our heavenly Father, just like we put in to our earthly Father. 
And actually, not even the same expectation, I would go even further to say that if your dad or your mom or your parent or your grandma or whoever it may be, if they can provide for you, if they can bless you, if they can help you, how much more can the God of the universe provide for you? Amen? So with that in mind, let's pray. Let's get our hearts ready to receive about receiving from God. Amen? All right, so Father God, we just thank you so much for this time that we have together. Lord, I pray that you inspire us and that you encourage us and that you help equip us with this word tonight, Father God. Help give us insight and wisdom so we can walk closer with you and be stronger and bolder in our faith. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I am so proud of you guys. This whole day, I've been thinking like these donuts are going to be here and they're going to talk about the donuts and they're not going to let me get a word in until they hear about the donuts. But what's amazing here is they have just been here in the room with you guys this whole time. And you guys have mentioned them. You've mentioned them, but you guys have been mature. Give yourselves a round of applause. This is a mature man. So good. But I'm also a little shocked that no one's asked to have one yet. Did you ask to have one? Would you like one, Ava? Come on, Ava. Would you like one? Would you? Everyone that's asked can come get one. I can't open it. You got it. I still haven't heard anyone else ask. Can I have a donut? Yes, Gloria, you can have a donut. Can I have a donut? Yes, Hazella, you can have a donut. Can I have a No, you can't have a box. You got to leave room for other people. Although, you know, maybe later. We'll see. We'll see what's up there. You can have a donut. Yes, you can. Look at that. Wonderful. Beautiful. You're welcome. You can have a donut. Okay. You monsters took like eight. You have eight donuts in your hand, young lady. You better eat. Oh, my gosh. They are, there's only powdered left and half powdered. Half powdered is no good. Don't get the half powdered. Wow. That lasted all about uh, 30, 40 seconds. I did say a donut, but no one else is coming to get them. So it's whatever. It's fine. It's whatever. Look at that. You guys, you're beautiful. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hey, hey, you monsters, animals, get out of here. Wow, look at that. You guys are now experiencing the wonderful thing, the wonderful treat that is the Publix Bakery Donut. And do you know why? Do you know why you get to experience that? Because you asked. What? How did you know I was going to give it to you? Because I'm a... Horrible hand five, hand five, high five. Let's do it again. Hand five, no more. That's right, because I'm a nice person, because you know me. You know me. That's right, because God is wonderful and he's amazing. And you know that when you ask something for me, he's going to give it to you. <sighs> guys, I know it's donuts and it's silly and it's, you know, it's whatever. But what I'm trying to help you guys realize is, just like these donuts might bless you in this moment, they might give you some fulfillment, some sustainment, or some happiness, or some joy, or whatever it is for you in this moment, how much more, how much greater gifts does God have for us in this walk with him? 
how much more can our God provide for you than a donut that's going to go away in about five seconds? <laughs> this is a, a, a temporary joy. This is a temporary thing, whereas the, the joy of the Lord is everlasting. Amen? Over here, <laughs> over here in James 1.5. So here, here's the thing, before I get into this, you guys all know you're called, right? You guys all know you have a purpose in this world, right? You've been created on purpose for a purpose, amen? Ephesians 2.10, you're a masterpiece created in him, created anew in him, predestined to do good works, predestined to do good works, predestined to do good things, amen? Now, I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whenever it was, I don't know, I don't keep up with these things, but I talked about how just because you're predestined to do these good works doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to do the good works. It's gonna take some action on your part. It's gonna take some effort on your part. It's gonna take you communing with God to understand how to go forth and do these things that he's called you to do, amen? This life that you've been called to, you were never meant to do it by yourself. And what's so bad and what's so awful is that the world, the enemy, the devil, he's done a very good job of making you think that you don't need God in your life. That you don't need him to have a good life. You don't need him to have an amazing life. You don't need him to, to, to have this awesome, wonderful thing that you see for yourself, to have these dreams, to have these hopes and these aspirations. And while maybe you might get lucky, and you could potentially have a decent life without God involved in it. But God, what's my favorite verse, John 10, 10, he's called you to an abundant life. And the only way to have an abundant life is to have God in your life. Amen? Over here in James chapter one, verses five through eight, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. I love that, our generous God our generous God, generous. Man, I was gonna look up the word generous as a definition, I never did it. Let me see what that is. Anyone know what generous means? Kind, generous. Generous does mean generous, that's good. I like that, I hate that though, when the definition is the definition, that's always annoying. Generous, someone showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected meaning that God is willing and ready to give more of something than is something than it, than it is expected. You see, it's hard for us to fathom that our God can be so generous because we've never met anyone in this life like him. It's hard to relate a human being to God because no one could come close to God. But what he's saying is that I am a generous God. If you need wisdom, if you need insight, if you need help, if you need hope, I will give it to you. He says he will not rebuke you for asking. I think that's so good. It's like, hey, I totally get it. If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't know what to do either. So I'm so glad that you're talking to me about it. I'm so glad that you're seeking about it. I'm so glad that you're asking for my advice. I've just got powdered sugar everywhere. The goodness just keeps going. It overflows. It's wonderful. But it says, but when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person that is divided with loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from God. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything that they do. 
What I feel like this is saying, what I feel like the verse here is saying is that when you come and you are seeking God like we talked about in Matthew 7 and you're asking God and you're seeking after him and you're knocking on his door and when you're there and you're on his doorstep and you're saying, God, I need you. God, I love you. God, help me. God, give me wisdom. God, give me strength. God, give me courage. All these things that you're asking God for, do not waver in your faith and know that the door is about to open for you. Don't seek other doors. Don't seek other sources of wisdom. Don't seek Google. Don't seek YouTube. Don't seek TikTok. Seek Jesus. Amen? Because his advice is the solid advice. The advice that's out there on TikTok right now, while it might be decent, it's not always going to be good advice. It's not always going to hold true. The times change, the seasons change, the the political airwaves change, the world changes, but God never changes. And his truth is always the truth, amen? So if truth works for me, it's gonna work for Ian. And if it works for Ian, it's gonna work for Gloria. And if it works for Gloria, it's gonna work for Shelby and on all the way down. And it will always work because God is who he says he is, amen? Over here in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Whoo, I just got some good revelation as I just read that just now. I don't know why, that's so good. Holy Spirit, you were wonderful. Okay, so it says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about this call that you've been called into. Don't worry about this plan that God has made for you because God is gonna help you with the plan. It's not all on you, it's you and God. God wants to partner with you in this life he's called you to. So it says, don't worry, instead, pray about it. Like if this dream or this goal or this unknown that you have no idea what you're supposed to do for yourself, because I get it, I've been there, I've... Last week, sure, you know, whatever. It's like sometimes we just don't know. But when we go to God and we pray to him about it and we expect and we go and we seek and we knock on his door, it says you tell him what you need and you thank him for what he's already done and then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. I love that last little sentence right there. And it's just like, I feel like what the Lord was just telling me just now, the Holy Spirit was just dealing with me about it. It's like, as you walk in this peace that's been given over to you, after you give all your requests, after you give your expectation over to God, over, over to God his peace will then guard your mind. It will help you when you're thinking that you might be in doubt, or maybe it'll help you when you see your friends living their life that's differently than how you're living, and you start to question, am I supposed to be doing what they're doing right now? Am I supposed to be on the football team because all of my friends are on the football team? Am I supposed to be in a relationship because all of my friends are in a relationship? What did God say you need to do? What does God want for your life? And when you know what God wants for your life, when you know the answer to the questions that you ask God, his peace will keep you stable. His peace will guard you and help you be confident in that response. Amen? Say, I'm expecting 
to receive from God. So what do you want? What do you need? More God. Ask him for it. Okay. All right. Luke 12, verse 31 through 32. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. It gives God great happiness to give you this kingdom life. Like, when you guys come here on Wednesday night, it makes God happy that you chose to, to seek him over Netflix tonight. You chose to seek him over going to hang out with your friends tonight. You chose to seek him over doing whatever else you could have been doing tonight, but instead you chose to seek him. And that's, that's what he wants in all areas of your life. This is not just about Wednesday nights. I don't want you guys to ever feel like that because that's, this is not Christian living. Coming to church on Wednesday, that's not what it means to be a Christian. Coming to church on Sunday is not what it means to be a Christian. Being a Christian is a lifestyle. Being a Christian is a life of worship. Being a Christian is a follower of the way. We're supposed to be followers of the way who is Jesus Christ. That's what it means. So if we wanna be followers of the way, then we gotta seek after the way in all that we do. So what I feel like God is challenging us to do, challenging you to do, is he wants you to not only seek God when you come on a Wednesday night or only seek God when you come on a Sunday morning for church, but he wants you to start seeking him in every daily situation. And it might be a, a big thing, a big ask right now. It might be a big challenge, but what I feel like God is saying is start small. Every day, every morning, at some time through the day, start to talk to God and say, God, give me wisdom. Give me insight today. Help guide me in this life that you've called me to. God, how do I talk to my friends today? God, how do I be a light in this world today? God, how do I be more on fire for you today? How do I be more passionate about you today? These are the types of things that you want to ask God about because when you're real with God, when you're open with him and you truly begin to ask and you truly begin to open your heart up to him, that's when he starts to minister his love back to you. He starts to help you and guide you because now he sees that you trust him, that you're, you're not holding on to anything. You're not just being around him, but you're actually engaging in this relationship with him. I love that it says, don't be afraid, little flock. Gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Gives your father great happiness to help you in this calling. Gives your father great happiness to help you be the best masterpiece you were created to be. We gotta go to him. We gotta believe that he has the answers that we need, that he has the equipment, that he's got the tools. And every time we go to him, we have to not only believe it, we have to know that we're gonna receive it. Amen? But he wants you to seek him. He wants you to pursue him. He wants you to be with him. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, this is a scripture I think most of us are aware of, but it says, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. 
because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I love that so much. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. You know what it's like to try to do your call without God in your life? To try to live your life without God in it? Impossible. But if you try, it's gonna make you weary and your burden's gonna feel heavy. But Jesus said, if you come to me, I'll give you rest. He says, take my yoke. Take what I've called you to. Take my yoke, the one that I have over me, and I'm gonna put a, a yoke is kind of, for those of you that don't know, way back in the day, and I'm sure that there's still some people that use them at this time, but there are like oxen and there are bulls and there are working animals that put these yokes on their shoulders and usually they're two and two, you know, side by side and they're plowing fields together or they're doing work together just like we're supposed to do with God. We're supposed to partner with him. We're supposed to take this yoke upon both of our shoulders and when we put this yoke on both of us, now it's not just me trying to do the work all by myself, but now I got Jesus on the side of me with the yoke on both of our shoulders, pulling us through this process together, pulling us through this calling together, doing work together, miracles together, demonstrations together, healings together, deliverance together, all these things that God has called you to do. It's not possible without him. You want his hand on your life. You want his word in your life. Come to him. He'll give you rest. And then it says, let me teach you. I love that. Because it sounds so simple, and, and it kind of is, but it's like so many times we find ourselves kind of on autopilot. You know, like, all right, got to go to church on Wednesday. Got to go waking up, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of just going through the motions and we're doing the things. And, and, and sometimes we, we kind of come in this space and we're just like, whatever. But we're, if we don't come in the room and say, God, let me be teachable today or God, teach me today or God, help me today. He's not able to do his work in your life because you're not asking for it. You're not, you're not opening yourself up to be taught. You know, on Wednesday nights, God is speaking to you. Amen? But if you don't want to be spoken to, he's not going to talk to you. He's not going to help. If you don't want help, God's not going to help you. And that sounds kind of bad, but it's just, if you don't want his help, he doesn't want to help you. He doesn't need to help you. If you don't need healing in your body, even though you might need it, God has it available for you. But you just have to ask for it. All these things can be added unto us if we seek him first. You know, in Matthew 6, it talks about how, you know, the, the lilies of the field have all their beautiful flowers and, and, and the ravens and the birds have everything that they could ever need. And it's all because they're just doing what they've been called to do. They're all doing what God made them to be. So if we just accept who we're made to be and we start following after who God made us to be and we start seeking after him and expecting to receive from him, start knocking on his door, It'll be open to us in all the things that we need in this life. Not just want, it's really more of need. What, what do you need? What do you want and what do you need? And God 
can provide for you. So my challenge to you guys this, this, this next week, as we go about our day and we go about our life, we go into school or we are with our families, I want you to start before you go into situations or when you wake up and just a simple God, let me hear from you today. Or God, I'm knocking on your door today. What do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to talk to today? What kind of word do you want me to give somebody today? How can I be a better representation of your love today? How can I be a better representation of Jesus today? How can I spread hope in my school today? Or God, hey, I'm scared. Give me some courage today. Hey, God, I'm tired. Give me some strength today. All, none of that is off the table with our God, amen? Just tell him what you need and he'll give it to you, amen? You are a child of the most high God. It says that you are his flock and he is your shepherd. He is going to provide for you in ways that you can never imagine, but only if you want it, amen? Do you want it? Say, I want it. God, I want what you have for me. And I take it now by faith. And every day, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to ask you. And I'm going to knock on your door. And I'll receive what you have. In Jesus' name we pray.